Miretti Football Podcast, David Lawson and Stefan Hausen, transfer edition. Here we go. Lionel Messi wants to leave Barcelona. What's up, Stefan? I'm good, man. I'm good. What a shocking or not shocking turn of events. Huh? Lionel Messi wants out of Barcelona. Who would have thought? After that beating that Baron gave him, I'm surprised he even went back to Barcelona. <laughs> that's true. That's true. But I feel like it goes further than that beating. Yes. When we look at what Messi this week coming out saying that he would like to leave Barcelona or his representatives, why why do you think that is the case? I wanted to give, a, give people a quick history lesson on why Messi would want to leave the club that he started almost 20 years ago. Oh, well, well, well. That, I think it can all start with one statement I've been saying for a couple of years now. Barcelona are the worst run club in Europe. And it's funny when I say that because people always disagree. Well, let's say outsiders of Barcelona always disagree. Hardcore Barcelona fans tend to agree with me. And this has been going on for maybe 10 years. The funny thing is they've won trophies in those years. But it started with the presidency of Sandra Rossell, who came in. That started a rut and it was then taken out because of illegal activities off the field, <laughs> for a lack of better mm-hmm. phrasing. And Bart- Bartomeu has come in. And since then, I don't see how anyone can look at Barcelona and think this club has any idea what they really have planned. They've wasted a ton of money. They've essentially destroyed the myth and ideology around their youth system. It's just a club that is, despite the fact that they've been winning trophies, are horribly run. It's no surprise to me that Messi wants out. I think it's time. He's essentially been the one that's been pulling them to titles. And at 33 years old, how much more pulling can he do? When you look at Barcelona, I think the best way for me to sum up their decade of failure is the fact that they had Neymar, Suarez, and Messi. And they only won one Champions League title, while their rivals, Real Madrid, won four during that same space of time. Yes, yes. You look back at at how they failed over and over again. The, The bad management came to a head in those Champions League ties because they just never seemed to have enough to find ways out of critical ties. And then over the previous previous few years, we've seen them blow leads. And you go back and look at their transfer policy. I, I'd, I'd forgotten that they had signed for Marlin. I really forgot. I remember <laughs> Marlin had played for Arsenal. I just thought he disappeared. I, you know, I thought he was just one of those that said he wanted to do something else with his life. I'd completely forgot that Vermalin was bought by Barcelona. If he had played more than five games, I'm probably giving him more credit. I can't even remember five games that he played. Neither can I, to be honest. And speaking of that transfer policy, I think if you look at their, their business over the last few years, they've signed Griezmann. He didn't work. They signed Dembele. He didn't work. I guess some people would say injuries have contributed to that, but he didn't work. They signed Coutinho, who now has a Champions League title to his name for Bayern Munich. They lost Neymar. Frankie de Jong they've brought in and they've essentially wasted a year of his career playing him out of position. They've signed Arthur and they've gotten rid of Arthur. Rewind a little. 
they've paid big money for Dembele, who has sat on their bench. They paid big money for Coutinho, who has sat on Bayern Munich's bench. And they paid big money for Griezmann, who in their biggest game of the season sat on their bench. So yeah. they're paying, they're paying, they're paying huge salaries and huge transfer fees for pe- for spectators in their biggest games. And that just the- sums up the presidency of Bartomeu because on the field, well, I should say on the bench, they have so much money invested that managers who probably aren't even the managers who should be there on the bench make no sense with. Well, now they're moving on to, we saw Coleman come in, um, former Dutch great legend. Uh, m- many people in the EPL know what a tremendous failure he, has, he was. What do you think of his hiring? His hiring, I think, it's, it's hard to even think of a hiring because I've been saying for a while, people have been saying, who should Barcelona hire? A year ago, I said they should give it to Kike Saiten because he's a manager I liked. But then he went to Barcelona and realized, I don't think it has anything to do with management. The problems in Barcelona exist above management. I don't think Coman will be any sort of great success because I don't think under this presidency, he'll be able to be a great success. And as you've seen already, he's, the first thing that he has to deal with is the fact that the best player in Barcelona history, in world history, has already said, I don't want to play for you. Well, when you look at Lionel Messi, you and I both agree. Uh, I don't think I'm speaking out of turn when I say we both agree that Messi is the best football player that we have ever seen. Yes. We both agree that. And we 100%. definitely agree that Lionel Messi has more than overachieved with a poor Barcelona team over the last few years. Correct? Yes, agreed. So now Lionel Messi's past his prime. I would say Lionel Messi, if Lionel Messi's best was, I would say around 2010 to 2015, I would say that's his best. It's the mm-hmm. best Lionel Messi that we've seen. I would say Lionel Messi is about 80% of that. That's what he is. But he was so much better than everybody before. 80% is still better than everybody else. I just want to go on a little side tangent. Like when people are saying Lewandowski was a Ballon d'Or, I've said over before, if you put Messi on Bayern Munich, you put Lewandowski on Barcelona, there would, have be, there would be no argument. Like it's just, it's just not comparable. Like yes. Messi is just a complete better football player. So I'm yes. just saying that. Lionel Messi is 80%, but he's still 33, 34. He's played in one club. If you were to advise Lionel Messi, if tomorrow by some miracle, Lionel Messi met you and said, Stefan, I think you are the greatest football man on earth. Where should I go? Well, if Lionel Messi did meet me and say that, he would obviously be 100% correct, first of all. But where would I go if I was Lionel Messi? I'm 33 years old, and I'm probably thinking to myself, the last 10 years... haven't won as many Champions Leagues as I should win. So I need to go to a team that will give me that opportunity. Um, The best team in the world is Bayern Munich. They've already said no chance. Bayern Munich aren't even going to entertain the idea of... They can't pay his wages. No, they can't. So that's that's gone already. Um, Funnily enough, when this stuff did come out, it was positioned that there are eight teams in Europe that would be willing to pay Messi what he wants. I'm going to list off these names because some of them are hilarious. Um, the first one was Juventus. Um, Juventus have Ronaldo's wages on the books. They've been 
financially jumping around trying to balance the books ever since they signed Ronaldo. There's no way they're going to combine that with Messi. The next was AC Milan. There's no way he's going to AC Milan because their sporting project makes no sense. Next was Arsenal. There's no way he's going to Arsenal. Their sporting project makes no sense. City, Chelsea, PSG, Inter Milan. These are the other teams. I could see him at Inter Milan because there's always been some kind of weird link between Lionel Messi and Inter Milan. They've never hidden the fact that they want to sign him one day. And I think if he's on the market, they would throw whatever they need to throw to make it happen. Do I think he'll go there? No, I don't think their sporting project makes sense. So I think it goes down to PSG or Man City. Could they both do it financially? Probably, they'd probably have to jump around some hoops. You know, both of these teams have had some off the field issues when it comes to financial fair play, but they'd make it happen. If I was Lionel Messi, I think I would be leaning towards PSG because I think he will look at the idea of reuniting with Neymar, a player he desperately didn't want to leave Barcelona and has wanted to come back to Barcelona since he's left. And then they have another superstar by Mbappe. And in this day and age, speed and the ability to cut through lines is something that is so important. And he's lacked that at Barcelona. Suarez is a great player, but we've seen where his shortcomings are. So I could see the idea of Neymar, Mbappe, and Messi being perfect. Would that win the Champions League? Not sure, because PSG have some issues behind them. Yeah, we spoke about PSG against Bayern Munich, that they had three playing against two against Bayern Munich, you know, three central midfielders versus Bayern Munich's two. But Bayern Munich's two was just so much better. Yeah. Uh, I do think that Messi's all-around football play would obviously improve them. Like, if you basically just switch out Di Maria and put Messi in, PSG would be better. But I don't think that that would be able to solve the problems that we see uh, around PSG. Because we even spoke about where has PSG spent their money outside of their front three. And yeah. buying Messi would just continue that trend. It would just I do be actually upgrading Di Maria. Same problems, but a better forward line. And they already have the best forward line, probably. Exactly. I would say I like the Inter Milan move for him because I do think that going to Inter, he would be able to keep at his age. He, would, he wouldn't have to so much worry about the pace of play that you would have to worry about in England. England's football is completely different from the weather to the way how people think, to the way how they referee. <laughs> we talk and one thing for sure he won't have to face in Italy like you have it in England is the English press will turn on Lionel Messi the moment they will instantly say and try and knock his legacy. It won't be, oh, Lionel Messi is 33-34. They're going to be like, oh, you see, if he had played in the Premier League all these years, he wouldn't have been that good. He was only good because comfort zone of Barcelona. Or even following that, if he does go back to, if he did go to City and he was successful, they would say, oh, he needed Pep. Well, I don't, I don't so think with that. I think if he did go to City and they won the Champions League, I think it would be more the other way around. I think more people would say, Messi. Messi. I think that's the way how it would be. I think it would uh, not both of them regardless, however they phrased it. It would be a knock against both of them. I do think, though, it would be fun, though, for, especially for one season. I think he would be really good. I do agree with Wayne Rooney when he said that if Messi came, Messi would probably be the player of the year in England. I think for one season. They're talking about three seasons. 
ah, I don't really see that. It would be fun seeing Lionel Messi, Manchester City in a Liverpool game or a Man United game. The yeah. hype for those games would be absolutely ridiculous. But, but we have to start thinking of a tactical fit. Where does Messi fit in a Manchester City side? I, I, I just don't see how, 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 where do they fit him in? Do they play him on the wing? I know Guardiola is extremely experimental and probably has the idea. Can you fit Lionel Messi and Kevin De Bruyne and Sterling in the same team? Uh, no, does this mean you have to get us an added central midfielder because you have Kyle Walker still at right back? So I don't really, I don't, I don't know how he fits into City at the moment unless they buy another central midfielder that's better than Gundogan. I agree with you. Just going back to that Inter point you, you raised, you said it was interesting. One of the reasons why Inter would be interesting to me is because if we go back in Messi's career at Barcelona, um, under Ernesto Valverde, who I think was a terrible manager for Barcelona, Messi did like him because um, under Valverde's um, system, they covered for Messi a lot more because of his decaying um, fitness. They covered for him. They didn't make him run as much. And I think if he went to Inter Milan, Conte is the type of man, although he does demand a lot from his team in, re in regards to physical requirements, I think Conte would be the type of guy who's like, all right, Messi, you're the exception. We're going to build this team around covering what you're not going to be giving us in terms of running up and down. So that's an interesting point. But I was, hey, sorry, Stefan. <laughs> I wanted to get to the reason why I was interested was the first time that Lionel Messi passes it to Lukaku and the ball bounces into the stands. <laughs> I think he'd have that problem at most teams. That's what I'm saying. Shout out to Lukaku had a great season. I still think that he isn't as good as his goal scoring record. Yeah, but he did win. He did win the European, the UEFA Cup for somebody. Just wasn't his team. Yeah, he did. Unfortunately, <laughs> but the yeah, shame. No. He had a great season. He overachieved, and in the end, it all balances itself out. So, but the reason why I, that, plus the fact that if he went to Inter Milan, the pace of play, we've seen Ronaldo, who is also slowed down, isn't as technically gifted all-round player as a Lionel Messi. And the one thing about people in Italy, their media seems to be a bit more sophisticated. They would more applaud some of the, the, the subtle geniuses of Messi versus in the EPL where if Messi doesn't score for five straight games, they'll be like, hey, what is he doing? It's a problem. Yeah, but I do agree with you when it comes to Man City. I, the idea of Pep and um, Messi reuniting, I think, is the football romantics dream. But how does he fit into that City team? Because the way I've seen them evolve over the last couple of years, I think they're moving in the direction of De Bruyne is the man you give the ball to constantly. And De Bruyne is very bam, bam. One pass, one cross, very limited. Yeah. Let's keep this, this moving as fast as possible. Mahrez and Sterling, forward running. In. So how do you fit Messi in? Do you just say, all right, Aguero, all right, Jesus, you're done. Messi, stay up front and false nine it and then you try and make De Bruyne work with that but at the end of the day I I don't I can't picture the idea of Kevin De Bruyne putting in all those crosses and Lionel Messi getting on the end of them yes that my my thinking is that for it to work and I do think City will try and I do think Chelsea will try it makes even less sense for Chelsea um and we need to get into Chelsea because dealing with Manchester City they have to get a central midfielder to help cover for Sterling, Walker, Messi, 
and KDB. I saw the Bleacher Report, I think it was, they put out a lineup with Messi and they had Messi on the right wing and they had Foden. Foden. I was like, this team will get completely run over. They, they, they have absolutely no balance. They will get completely run over. For sure. Never like Rodri in the middle. He, they would be, they would, he would be on suicide watch almost every game. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I can see Messi struggling with at this point in his stage, getting used to a new, a new team, new system. And as I said, you know, the winters in England are no joke. So if he's going to Manchester City, they have to get the balance right and they have to get a, that central midfielder. The good thing with, with City is that they seem to be addressing a, pro, a problem that most people say that they have, that they need to get defenders. Um, they're, they're looking at Kubali. Um, they already signed Nathan Aki. I don't th- I'm not really a huge fan of his, but we shall see. And I do think that if they did sign Messi, they would then look for a, a central midfielder to help Copa. For sure. Just, just before we move on to Chelsea, any central midfielder you think would be perfect for them? Central midfielder that I think would be perfect for them is I can't believe a central midfielder they're not going for is the one that's going to Liverpool, Thiago. So I was looking at what if 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 Liverpool has to let go Wijnaldum, what about Wijnaldum in that situation as a box-to-box for Manchester City alongside Rodri? That would be yeah, I was, interesting. I was thinking similar to you, actually. I was thinking if, if Wijnaldum has to go, wouldn't he be that kind of player who has some technical ability and is able to get up and down and cover spaces and do the, the hard work? So I, I, That was my thought, actually. And, yeah, and you and I didn't even discuss this before. I was just yeah. thinking... Because he, you've seen him, <laughs> you spent a lot of time around me, so I'm rubbing <laughs> off on you. Uh, when you look at Wijnaldum, you know he's played even as a number ten for for the for the Dutch Netherlands. So that sort of you know versatility is something that Pep Pep likes, and he has a physical presence. So with him and and Rodri there, there could be some balance there. While because you know City's going to have close to. 70% of the ball most games. So if you have a player like Wijnaldum that can do more than just kick and run and defend, that would be the type of player that I could see City really going after. Plus he has a lot of EPL experience. Yep, that's what I was thinking as well. All right. Well, and I, and we just said, I just said to, you know, Chelsea, of course, you know, with Roman Abramovich, back in the day, he so wanted Ronaldinho. Yeah. Um, get him. And he and um, his rumors are running rampant that he would so love Lionel Messi, but they've already basically signed an attack. If where would Lionel Messi like? He would basically just be signing Lionel Messi, just because Messi. Have Lionel Messi, you know, yeah. it's like you have, you have your you have a bucket, you have a nice, you have your bowl of ice cream, and then somebody comes with an ice cream cone, and you're just gonna take it. You yeah. know, you are. There's no there's no need for it. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I agree with you. This is the thing with Chelsea, um, as you've said, they've essentially signed a new attack because they've signed Zayic, they have Timo Werner, they've signed, or they're close to signing Kai Havertz as well. Today they announced Thiago Silva is coming in defence. The other day it was Ben Chilwell. So they've signed essentially a new, almost a new spine of a team. And mm-hmm. the thing about their signings, apart from Thiago Silva, is that they're very geared towards gradual improvement of the team. I see a lot of people already saying Chelsea need to challenge for the title next year. I personally don't buy into that. I think there needs to be some clear improvements on the field and on the table next year for Frank Lampard to keep his job. 
But I don't. I wouldn't say at this point in time, if Chelsea didn't win the Premier League last year, it's a failure. That's not my view. But the thing is, if you sign Lionel Messi, you're throwing all of that out because if you sign Lionel Messi, you're doing it because you want to win the Premier League. You want to win the Champions League. You want to win trophies. So you, you've essentially killed your transfer fund by signing Messi from gradual improvement to immediate success. That's basically what they're doing, basically what Klopp did for Liverpool. They're trying to hit with quality football players that, that they feel like they can get added value when they get into, a, into their system. The Manes, yeah. the Fabinho's, the Salas, the Wijnaldums that we spoke about before, the Fabinho's. That, that sort of system. Of course, they got very lucky with Trent and Robertson because I don't think even they expected them to be that good. So, yeah. and I think, so I think the gradual improvement and then maybe next summer add another piece here and there. But Messi is just not a piece. But quickly though, when you think of their signings, how would you grade Chelsea's signings so far? Ah, grade. Assuming that they sign Kai Havertz as well, which seems essentially done. I would, I would say I'd give them an A. I think they've done perfectly this, this window so far. Do I think they need more signings? Possibly. I, I don't Defen- defensively. Defensively, sure. And maybe even in the, the deeper parts of midfield as well, because there's an interesting rumor that your favorite player, the guy that you go to bed and pray to every night, N'Gola Kante, might be deemed surplus to requirements. If that happens, they definitely need someone there. Uh, his position, I believe, is easily replaceable in this team. I don't. I just don't see the point um, of Encola Kante in, in a in a system that's just not geared towards defense. I just don't. Yeah. See Frank wants to be proactive, and I think Encola Kante is a player that needs to be in a team that's reactive. And he's unless you're going to just, you know, completely throw out everything else that you've done for the rest of the team. I just don't. I just don't see it. Yeah. Um, you know, especially having away from throwing away. We're just better football players. Yeah, and also moving the idea of moving away from everything. Yeah, that's not going to happen. But the idea of permanently saying to N'Golo Kante, "You are a defensive midfielder. You're going to sit in front of the back four. I also don't think that works for him. I think he's fairly restrictive in that role. So it might be in Chelsea's best interest to let him go, which is not. Indiscipline. He's a type of player that, that sees ball, gets ball, goes for it. And he needs someone beside him as almost like a leash. So when he pulls away, they can cover that space. They also did sign Ben Chilwell. What do you thought about that signing for 50 million? Um, when, you, when you think of 50 million, a lot of fans' first reaction is, is he worth it? To me, I don't really like the argument of if players are worth the transfer fee. Leicester will say he's worth 50 million to them. Chelsea paid the money, so clearly he's worth 50 million to them. Ben Chilwell is a good player. I don't quite regard him as a top 10 left back in the world, but I think he's an immediate improvement on their options last year, simply by the fact that he can comfortably play in a back four. They had Emerson and Alonso, both players who in a back four were consistently exposed. Now they have Chilwell, who I think will be an immediate improvement. I think he's a seven out of ten player at this very moment in time. He'll check a lot of boxes. He'll give them some assists going forward. Good signing. Worth doesn't matter to me. So I would say good signing overall. He's an improvement on their, their previous left backs. And that's what they need. All, all I'll say about when people say that 50 million, people need to realize 
that the revenue has changed the way how we look at it like tv money has changed it went up over 70 percent over the last 10 or so years so we can't look at 50 million now as how we looked at it 10 years ago yeah. um transfer fees is not transferred fees are just going to naturally catch up the more money that comes in is the more that you have to spend i think at seven out of ten he's been good uh, I like I like Ben Chilwell, you know, and that's not just my England bias in. I really think he's a good football player, and I trust him for England. I think he's a better version of Leighton Baines, whereas I thought Leighton Baines, with the exception of the free kicks, of course, whereas yeah. I thought Leighton Baines was a good EPL football player, I think Ben Chilwell can be, be better than that. I think Ben Chilwell can be a type of player that can stay in that Chelsea side for the next five or so years and not have to worry that someone's going to come in and take his spot. I agree with right. you. He isn't, he isn't quite Ashley Cole level, but I think he's good enough to be one of the better left-backs in Europe. I just don't think he's there yet. Um, and he isn't a game-changer, like what we saw. I personally, me personally, I would never pay that much money for a full-back. I believe that full-back is a position that you can find all around. You buy prime Danny Alves or Marcelo. You know, <laughs> yeah, unless it's like Alfonso Davis or, you know, like you, you, you get three, you, you see which one is good. And then over time, they get better with experience using athleticism and technical ability and manage to train them. And within a year or so, they're good enough. You know, um, I just would never spend that much on that position. But hey, Frank must have some different ideologies than I than I. Facts, facts. And I just wanted to say one more thing about that. You touched on the, the TV money. I know people looked at Ben Chilwell and, and they said English bias, English premium, etc. It's not English in that sense. It's English in the sense that the TV money in England has essentially made every club in the Premier League ridiculously rich. None of them are relying on transfer fees anymore to keep their club alive. Leeds have just gotten promoted and they've signed a $35 million striker from Spain. They're throwing bids left, right, and center of 20, 30 mil around at other players. It's not English bias. It's just English clubs have lots of money. So when they're selling to other English clubs, there's no financial benefit to it. So they can demand what they want. And last thing I want you to say, can you please end this fallacy about transfers being funded by short sales? That is the stupidest thing anyone can say. You really think that Adidas pays whichever team $100 million for shirts, for shirt licensing, and then the club collects the money from the shirt sales. <laughs> the money goes to Adidas, guys. Have some common sense. There's yes, no way any player is making money off. No club is making money off of um, the, the jerseys they sell. Not, not any significant money, at least. Not paying for transfers type of money. That is insane thinking. And even if, say, Chelsea signed Messi, yeah, people are going to buy his jersey, but all that would happen is less jerseys would be sold for other players, so it would even out. And the next thing is most clubs, when they sell the jersey, they sell you, and then you have to ask them to put the name on it. Yeah. So Yeah, and then where the clubs make the money from Messi is on those tours, because whereas if Chelsea was to charge $1 million, no, they can charge $3 million because they have Lionel Messi in the team. Or in the what? case of Barcelona, where they make the money from Messi a lot is in Spain, they negotiate their TV money separately. So TV companies that want to see Messi, they're paying Barcelona huge sums of money. If Messi came to the English Premier League and the English Premier League collectively said, we want more money for this, 
yeah, money would go up, but it wouldn't be in the case of it would transform a club. The money and TV contracts are already signed, so yeah, that's not going to change. So it wouldn't change anything immediately. Well, Stefan, once again, we ran over our time, but it was a good conversation. Um, I can't wait to catch up with you next week, hopefully, to talk about Manchester United, Arsenal, and a few other clubs transfer business. All right, sounds good. All right, peace.